On today's Ezra and Cotter Sports Talk, it's episode 2, it's Thursday, September 10th, Texans Chiefs about to kick off. We'll give you our insight on that, predictions, all that good stuff. Then we'll get into some week 1 NFL predictions, and lastly, some MLB playoffs in just two weeks. Who do we think is going to make it in? Who's going to fall out? Here at all on Ezra and Cotter Sports Talk. Alright, let's go. Welcome in to Ezra and Cotter's Sports Talk, where Ari Ezra and Justin Cotter dive deep into sports news, opinions, analysis, and much more. We're your hosts, Ari Ezra. And I'm Justin Cotter. And today is the day we finally have NFL football. Let's go. Let's, I'm so hyped. And it starts off with a great game tonight in the Texas and Chiefs. Two young quarterbacks, John Watson. And Patrick Mahomes, and there's a lot of firepower on both teams, and I cannot be more excited for today. And I guarantee there's a lot of people that are just so happy, and we're counting down the days for today. I just can't believe it's already here, man. Like, I mean, 2020's felt like forever, but football to already be starting. We got a royalty of riches, just football, baseball, literally every other sport's playing right now. So let's get it. Yeah, I'm so happy. I was literally so scared that – the NFL not going into a bubble this year would cause them to not have a season. But hey, let's get in as much football. Don't as we speak can. too soon, though. Yeah, hope, you know that's always an option. And honestly, I still kind of hope they go to a bubble. But let's start talking about the game a little and who we got. I think it's obvious that you have to go with the Chiefs, but Deshaun Watson sneaky. That's a, that's a winner right there. He just yeah, knows how to win. Without D Hop though, like. I just, I just still can't believe that trade. Like, what? Yeah, and especially when you make that trade and you just don't even get a fair value for that a top five wide receiver. Would they get, game. like, David Johnson? Yeah, and a couple, like, <laughs> mid-round picks. I just don't I just don't understand. That's what happens when you have your coach be the GM as well. Come on, Honestly. Bill O'Brien. So who do you got for this game? Well, you kind of already said it, but yeah, I, think I guess Ch- why? I think the Chiefs just – I mean, even they had – they had the running back opt-out earlier in the year, but they still got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire at the end of the first round, but who's top three running back in the draft after J.K. Dobbins, of course, had to throw that one in there. But <laughs> but with him, you got Travis Kelsey, you got Tyreek Hill. That offense is just absurd. Tyron Matthews running the defense, and he's all over the place all the time. I just... And I just – so many question marks now without D-Hop. Every time the ball throwed him, he literally did not drop it. I, I think he actually had like one or two drops all of He's just an animal. And to trade him away just still draws questions for me. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. But, I mean, you got Brandon Cooks, I guess, and uh, Kenny Stills. So I think this game definitely will be a blowout. We'll see. Uh, I think the Chiefs just have too many weapons. You got Tyree Kill, McCole Hardman, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins. I mean, the list goes on and on. And for Edwards Hilaire, I think he's going to be stunning this year. I think he's going to run over defenses just like he did at LSU. I mean, some running backs just don't have to have a couple games played in order to just run over defenses and just be that good. Yeah, this is going to be a really tough year, especially with the preseason games whatsoever everybody is going into this clueless 
I mean, I think people kind of assume the Chiefs Chiefs are going to have a big win here, but honestly, you don't know how either teams are playing. You know, anything could happen. It's 2020. It could be weird. Well, seem crazier, but I still think the Chiefs handled the Texans very easily. Yeah, going back to the preseason, I, I love that. I don't think there should even be a preseason. Maybe, maybe like two games, but that's it just to get a little warm-ups. But I like that. How about you? I don't know. That's kind of tough because I, I see it as a good time for rookies and kind of like watch these guys and people actually get an idea of what's going on. And I think it's I think they're still going to at the beginning of the season going to be like, you know, still that learning curve because they haven't seen a real game time action. Technically, they've been they've had their scrimmages. They've done some inner squad stuff, but I, it's still a big difference between playing your own guys and playing against somebody you do not like whatsoever. So give me a final score prediction for tonight. I, I, I think I think the Chiefs are going to get – I'm going to go 31. I think the Chiefs are going to – I'm going to go 31. I'm going to go 31-17. Uh, I'm going to go a little higher. I'm, I'm probably going to go like 42. Wow. Let's say 28. I think the Texans still got that little umph, you could say. Yeah, I think especially I don't know. Now that you say that, the Chiefs when they score, they just put up points like quick. Especially how we saw with the last playoffs, they just put them up. Yeah, that's, that's what I was about to say. They were down like twenty something to nothing in like almost games, every single comeback game. Game, comeback in multiple games. It's actually just insane. So now let's move on to Week One in the NFL. The slate is going to start with the Eagles and the Washington football team. What do you think about that? I still don't think the Washington football team is even out of the cellar. I think they get another high round pick next year, and that's by losing a lot of games. So I think Eagles handle this. I think Eagles dominate. It's not even close. Yeah. Right, next game, we got the Dolphins and the Patriots. Uh, you know, big time for the Patriots, new quarterback. You know, this is a new regime for the Patriots, but I still think they do what they've done the past 15 years and handle the Dolphins very easily. Yeah, the Dolphins are obviously rebuilding. I don't see why they named Fitzpatrick the starting quarterback. I mean, you might as well throw two in there and see what he can do against the Patriots, who are always seemingly good. But I think it'll come within maybe three or four weeks. So we just got to be patient. Yeah, I think I think with Tua... I, that's see. That's one of the things with the preseason games. I could see hurting, maybe a little, getting a little game experience under his belt, you know. But if he's as healthy as they say he's, I don't see why you don't put a top, a top five pick out there week one. I still question that. Well, I mean, we'll get to it. But like with the Chargers, I was saying to you off air, why aren't they throwing Herbert in there instead of Tyrod Taylor? I just, I still don't understand that. I think you should put those guys out there. If they're as good as advertised, then they give your team the best chance to win. All right, so next we got the Packers at the Vikings. What do you think? See, this was a tough one to call because I like, I used to like the offense a lot for the Vikings, but losing Stefan's going to be big. Trading him away is going to be big, but Calvin Cook is just insane at running back. Kirk Cousins, um, I think. I think here, I, honestly, I can see like a coin flip gun, but the uh, stick actually, I'm actually, I'm going to go with the Packers here. Yeah, I saw this one as a total toss up. Both these teams, I could see winning the division. Uh, the Vikings, they still got all their weapons. Kirk Cousins, people see him as kind of a mediocre quarterback, but he's putting up 300 yard games every game. 
And if his receivers can kind of help him through that, the defense is stacked. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, he's going to have to have a real bounce back season. So again, it's a toss up, but I'm actually going to go with the Vikings to win this one at home. So the next game, we got the Colts and the Jaguars. Who do we got? <laughs> um, you know, I think Phil Rivers is going to come in and get a win in his first game here, actually, against the Jaguars. I know it's. I don't think it's. I don't think Minshew Bania is going to last that long as well either. I think he's not going to stay there very long. But I still think Philip Rivers comes in because they also got picked up Jonathan Taylor, who's a very good running back in the draft. I'll pair him along with Marlon Mack, and I think Philip Rivers is going to get that win this weekend. Yeah, I think it's obviously the Colts. I mean, the Jaguars had a literal yard sale. You get this player. You get this player. (laughs) (laughs) And the Colts, I mean, they let go of Eric Ebron. But other than that, they don't have any real big players who they let go. Jaguars, I could see them winning like two or three games. It's not going to be good. Colts win this game. So next we got the Bears and the Lions. Who do you got? I mean, as soon as the Bears announced Mitchell Trubisky as a starter, I just, <laughs> just kind of, just kind of don't even see how they win a game. I don't, especially that could not sit well with the Chicago fan base whatsoever. Is him going it back out there when you have Nick Foles, who didn't have that great of a year also with the Jaguars last year, but he has proven to be a reliable starter with the Eagles. I, I just blows my mind curious to see how the Lions are. They did just sign Adrian Peterson, which would be some good veteran leadership, not just for the team, but for the running backs as well. So I think the Lions here all day, and I don't think the Bears put up more than maybe 10 points. 10 points? That's a lot. I have no I have no faith. I have no faith in Mitchell Trubisky whatsoever. Yeah, I, I think the Lions could be a real surprise this season. You got Kenny Galladay, AP. I mean, he's put up some good stats for the Redskins the past few years. It was honestly a real big surprise that they let him go. But for the Lions, Matt Stafford, a healthy Matt Stafford, could be kind of dangerous. I mean, the Bears, of course, have a nice defense, but... Who knows, they're at home, they're at fourth field, and maybe they can pull it off. All right, so now we actually have a really good game that I think could surprise a lot of people. We got Raiders at Panthers. Who you got? You just said a good game? I mean, what? Dude, I think Teddy Bridgewater is going to go out there, and I think he could ball out. Yeah, but what about on the Raiders side? Derek Carr? Josh Jacobs is a beast, all right? I mean, I would say it's more of like a battle of the running backs. Josh Jacobs, Christian McCaffrey. If you're playing fantasy, number one in almost every single draft. Yeah, I'm going to have to take the Raiders. I mean, especially for the Panthers, you got your quarterback leaving. You got your linebacker leaving and Luke Keekley. That's just a big blow. He's the captain. He was the captain. Uh, the Raiders with Josh Jacobs, Derek Carr. Maybe he hasn't shown his potential yet. But in this particular game, I think he gets it done. See, I'm going to have to go with the Panthers. See, Luke Keekley was a huge loss, not just for the Panthers, but for the game of football all around. That was just awesome football player, awesome guy. But I'm liking, I'm liking Teddy Bridgewater. You know I got to rep DJ Moore, the UMD product. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, in the MVP, he was in the MVP race for a reason last year. That guy just can straight out ball. And they signed Robbie Anderson this year. So this offense has some potential, but you can't deny the fact about Luke Heakley leaving. That is just huge. But I still think the offense can get it done here for the Panthers. So I'm going with the Panthers. 
And with Robbie Anderson's former team, you got the Jets and the Bills. The Bills, I think, they could be in the AFC Championship. They showed their potential last year, kind of the surprise team. But I think they might be able to get it done, especially week one against the Jets. I don't see Sam Darnold throwing against the Bills. Davis White just got that big contract. What are your thoughts? With the addition of Stephon Diggs, it gives Josh Allen a proven number one receiver out there. Him and Tredavious White have been just going at it every practice. You know, iron sharpens iron. Those guys are just getting better every day. Bills, I think, you know, AFC, AFC East is up, to, up for grabs this year. And I think the Bills are... I think the Bills are going to take advantage of that all day. You don't think the Patriots are going to have something to say about that, or I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Cam Newton train right now. I got to I got to see a couple games to see how he fits into that offense because he that is just a completely different style of play with a dual threat quarterback than what you had with Tom Brady. So hey, it might work out. They, Cam says he's in the best shape of his life. He's feeling good. You know, I never know Cam, but I still think Bills could come out. 10 and 6, 11 and 5, this 10 and 6 or 11 and 5 this year is, I think, a realistic goal for them. I kind of see them being better. I, I see them as like kind of 12 and 4. I mean, they were pretty good last season. And why couldn't they? I mean, the, the division they're in, you know, why not? Yeah, for I'd love to I'd love to play the, the Dolphins and the Jets each twice every year. Those are just two bottom <laughs> of the <laughs> bottom of the barrel teams. <laughs> just easy wins for both of those teams. There should be easy wins, but Hopefully Miami, uh, hopefully Miami, I think Miami is way closer of making games competitive in the division than the Jets are. And now a game that we all have a little personal interest in, we got the Browns and the Ravens. What do you got? Yeah, we, we were talking a little bit off air. I was saying I was a little nervous. You know, the Browns, they always got all that hype around them. You know, OBJ, Landry, Baker Mayfield, Nick Chubb. They, they really just haven't shown their potential yet. But again, you can't root against the 14-2 Ravens uh, with Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins. So I take the Ravens, but I could definitely see it being a close game. Yeah, I'm taking the Ravens too. And I'm thinking that the revamped front seven goes out there and shows what they're able to do this weekend. The Ravens picked up some big people on defense in cl- literal big people and Calais Campbell and Derek yeah, Wolf. Yeah, like 6'7". Yeah, crazy. those are literal behemoths on the line. And then you got probably the top linebacker and Patrick, arguably the top linebacker in the draft and Patrick Queen. That late in the spot where they were, people didn't even think he'd make it that far. So that is a huge pickup and actually one of their biggest holes from last year where they were just, they had guys playing who they signed mid-season. They weren't even on teams half the year. I think Lamar, and Lamar, he's getting a lot of praise for the jumps he's been making. He's, you know, he's, everybody knows him as a hard worker. That's, you know, that loss to the Titans did not sit well with him at all. And he's looking to prove everybody wrong. Yeah, it's very possible the Ravens meet the Titans in the uh, AFC Championship. Clowney's going to be scary now that he just signed with them. What do you think about that signing? I, I actually was very upset the Ravens did not sign him, but I it eased a little pain when they did attempt to do a sign and trade, but with the Jaguars, it just wasn't allowed. But, you know, the Titans are a good ball team, you know. I think that's a little scary for the Ravens, actually. Jadavian Clowney didn't play up to his potential last year, but he's healthy right now. You know, I think he could help that team a lot. Next up, we have Chargers, Bengals. All right, who you got for this game? Yeah, I mean, Joe Burrow steps in. You got Joe Mixon just signed that contract. Auden Tate. You got some nice receivers there. 
I just think the struggling point for the Bengals is really their defense. I think their offense is going to be pretty productive this year. The Chargers got Tyrod Taylor. I think Justin Herbert should be starting, but it's going to be like maybe two or three weeks till he steps in. Chargers take this one. Could be close, but I got the Chargers. So for this one, I think I'm going to have to go with the Chargers. I think Tyrod Taylor gives them a little experience just having him around. You know, he's was on the Bills for a while, started there for a while. He's an experienced guy. This is going to be a – these are actually two very young teams. Um, also going through different times. Chargers just got rid of Phillip Rivers. But I still – Bengals just have a lot of a lot of rookies. They got T. Higgins. They got Joe Burrow right now who's – you know, he's in a tough division right now with the Ravens, Steelers. Um, T. Higgins, he's going to be good. A.J. Green is – back this year and apparently he's 100 percent healthy so that is scary not just for the ravens but for the rest of the league um i think i still think the chargers pull this one out though yeah i think the Bengals have i mean out of all the afc north teams i think they might have the best receiving core oh yeah very true especially especially with who the ravens are bringing back this year and who the steelers are bringing back uh, actually, the Browns might with Jarvis and OBJ, but they also did not have very good seasons last year. But their their Browns wide receiver potential is off the charts, but it all depends on their quarterback play. Yeah, let's talk about the Browns a little bit. Do you think they can get it done this season after all the hype of them? And do you think this season is the season they can get it done? I mean, they got a lot of big names, just not on offense, not just on offense, but on defense. But they did just get hit with the in- injury bug, the Grant Delpit. It was a huge loss, even as a rookie, for a spotted need for them. And so the secondary is looking a little shaky right now. But OBJ, OBJ and Jarvis are going to ball. And apparently OBJ was actually playing hurt last year. And now he is also healthy. So I don't know. I think, I think the Browns could get it done, but... I'm just – I think at this – at the Browns do not get it done this year, I think Baker Mayfield – I think Baker Mayfield's gone. I think he's been given too long. I think he no. needs No. Dude, if, if it just doesn't happen this year, then you're running out of excuses. Last year was the head coach. You know, if it doesn't get it done this year, then something's got to change, and it starts with the quarterback. And Browns know all about drafting quarterbacks. <laughs> So now we have an interesting game just because of the big name that was added to one of the teams. But Cardinals 49ers, who you got? That's not even a question. You got the 49ers. I mean, the Cardinals, yes, they have Kyler Murray. They got speed on offense uh, with DeAndre Hopkins. But the 49ers, their defense, I feel like it's just going to crush them inside. They're going to get to Kyler Murray, even though he's a scrambling quarterback. You got all these big guys and fast guys who can get to the quarterback. I just don't see the Cardinals getting it done. I think the 49ers are going to win by at least two touchdowns. What do you think? I think the Cardinals, I've always always hyped up the Cardinals so much. The 49ers, they're playing a team that was in the Super Bowl last year who didn't lose much. They did trade DeForest Buckner, actually for a first round pick so that paid off but that also is a big loss but they still have Joey Bosa and Eric Armstead back there um, Sherman Island is still going very strong right now so you know D-Hop and Sherman is going to actually be a great matchup for week one something to pay attention to actually to see how much Kyler can take that progression this year 
Um, he's got a little. He got that all offensive line help that he needed so desperately last year. But the 49ers are just a good football team, and Cardinals. Hopefully, they go out there and show some improvement. But you got to go with the 49ers here. And now for the slate that everyone's been wanting: the NFC South, the Buccaneers at the Saints, Tom Brady in a non-Patriots uniform. You got Drew Brees, Michael Thomas. What do you think about that? Um, I think it could be argued that this is the game of the week. I think it's up there with the Texans Chiefs and Ravens Browns. I think those three right now are up there for game of the week. Um, But you're bringing a guy who's been on a team for his entire career and he just switches teams and you have no preseason play to judge it off. So I'm going to have to go with the team that's been together the most here with Drew Brees and Alvin Kamara. I'm going with the Saints here. I think they still, them all being together, I still think Tom Brady has a adjustment period with live games to his how the team runs because they are also changing up a completely different style for them as well. Moving on from Jameis to Tom Brady, I think the Saints get it done though here. This is the game I'm going to watch. Like I feel like all of America should be watching. The Saints have fallen short in the NFC uh, conference game. The Buccaneers absolutely awful. There's going to be bandwagoners from everywhere because no one rooted for the Bucs last year. So it's going to be interesting, but let's move on. We got the Cowboys. We got the Rams. NBC, who do you got? Um, I'm going to have to go with the Cowboys. That wide receiver core there is actually insane. They got they for no reason had to need a wide receiver, but if CD Lamb falls down to you, you just cannot pass it up. That was a weird draft day slide that I did not see coming whatsoever. But you got CD, as I mentioned. You got Amari. You got Michael Gallup. You got Dak Prescott. That's just on the offensive side of the ball. Defense it's improving, but it's still, you know, not where you'd love to see it. So with Dak's contract, do you think that affects anything about how he plays or the team chemistry or anything like that? I could see I could see it affecting, you know, Dak's mindset. I do not think the Cowboys should pay Dak. I think with the money he wants and what he's accomplished, I think it's, you know, you just try to move on, which might sound a little weird, but this I still don't see him worth that money. And I feel like I could get I feel like a lot of Dallas Cowboy fans could agree. With what he's done, he is not you know, last year you're in the worst division of football ever, maybe, and you still don't get it done. The Eagles were battling injuries all the time, and they won the division. That's just tough. That's a tough sell for me, especially especially with the addition of Andy Dalton this year. That's not that's not no great quarterback, but that is an experienced quarterback. And I think if if you know if for some reason Dak was to get hurt and Andy was to slide in there and and this team was able to succeed. I think it makes it that much easier for you to turn away Dak next year and say, look, you're not worth the money you're even close to asking for. So are they going to draft a quarterback, or what do you think they're going to do? I could see them wanting to go with an experienced quarterback, maybe a big-name signing next year. If somebody's a free agent, they have so many guys right now on offense besides Dak who are just playmakers. This isn't like a rebuilding team. They need somebody to come in and win right now who knows the game of football and somebody who can bring them what Dak has as of now, and that's playoff wins. Yeah, maybe that's even Andy Dalton. He signed to a one-year, but maybe they re-sign him. He went to TCU. He wasn't 
I mean, I guess you could say he wasn't that bad with the Bengals because he really wasn't. His defense kind of let him down. He won some big games. I remember that one game against the Ravens. He chucked it up, won. But I think Andy Dalton could definitely be that next quarterback. He's getting into the end of his career. I think he's maybe eight or nine seasons in. So maybe that's the quarterback they need without having to pay him that much. Yeah, exactly. He's on a very small contract after getting released from the Bengals. So... Yeah, it's just like weird to me, like Jerry Jones and Dak Prescott going back and forth and Jones won't do anything. It's just like, that's your quarterback or it's not your quarterback? Like, you got to decide. Dak's not going to perform as well if he's thinking about that in his mind. I know going to bed every single day, if I was Dak, I'd be like, why do I want to play for this team who doesn't even want to sign me? I think it would actually become a lot weirder, especially if, Dak is a huge year this year, especially once it, if contract, if his contract situation is not figured out, or he, by probably around week 10, and the Cowboys are having a very good season then, I think between him and management, I think there could be some issues, especially he could be using that as a little leverage, and maybe I could, you know, hurt a little bit of chemistry with him and uh, the front office. All right, and now finally, the first Monday night football game of the year. Steelers Giants oh my gosh I've been waiting all year Monday night football you know you got an assignment due tomorrow but you stay up for Monday night football you gotta go with the Steelers the Giants still aren't there I don't think you got Saquon you got Daniel Jones they're not gonna get it done they're at home but again there's no fans Giants don't really have that overwhelming fan base Uh, Steelers, Big Ben, who knows? Maybe he has a breakout season. So who do you got? Yeah, see, that's if it wasn't just for the Steelers having just such a good defense, I think it would be a little better game. But the Steelers, with that defense, I think it just kind of makes them the overall favorite no matter what, even with a bad quarterback. Not saying Big Ben's bad. I'm saying, you know, Duck Hodges out there last year but uh, and Mason Rudolph huge question mark uh coming back from an elbow injury is not easy at all i can speak from experience there that is a very tough injury to come back from so he you know he could be a completely different player and we will not know until that game starts and he does not have the same weapons he used to when he was playing levion's gone antonio brown's gone this is kind of a little adjustment period for him but you know the giants are going to giant they got Saquon, who's a beast. Daniel Jones has shown some potential, but it's still just not enough to take over that defense, who's probably top three in the league. So I think Steelers handle the Giants. Yeah, you spoke a little bit about your elbow injury. So how did that kind of restrict you, and how does that correlate to Ben and how he might be kind of restricted? Um, so going through the entire thing, it's you know you kind of have to relearn how to throw so he could have came back especially with how it happened he could come back throughout you know maybe he's not as able to get depending on you know they got the best doctors in the world so he's able to probably get the most out of his arm but you never know how it recovers and you could go out there and not be able to throw the ball as far as you used to or maybe get as much zip on the football as you as you did before so it could be a little different for him and especially with his age you know that could he is he's also could be facing some more injuries he's a little older guy you know like coming to the end of his career so 
you know, it'd be tough. I think the Steelers here in the next year or two are going to be drafting a quarterback early in the draft. All right, now we move on to an also interesting slate. I said the uh, Saints and the Bucks might be the most interesting game, but actually two very small market teams in the Titans of Tennessee, the Broncos of Denver, two teams that have really good potential. What do you think about that matchup? Um, I'm going to have to go with the Titans here, but you know I like both of these teams a lot. I think Drew Locke is actually going to have a good year. They got K.J. Hamler in the draft and Jerry Judy. K.J. Hamler was a seventh-round pick, but I still think he was a very solid late-round pickup. But Jerry Judy was the best route runner in the draft. You know, the Titans are, you know, they got the leading rusher coming back in Derrick Henry, and that is basically a D lineman who's running a 4-5 <laughs> at running back. The guy is just a freak athlete. Um, let's see if Ryan, Ryan Tannehill to keep it, can keep it up. They also have A.J. Brown, who's a solid wide receiver. And the addition of Jadavian Clowney helps a lot, too. That's a, that's a big-name signing, especially when you get him this late in the season or this late in the offseason. That's a huge pickup for them. So Titans, I think, handle it. But I think the Broncos, later in the season, can make this a very good game. Yeah, I'm also going to go with the Titans. I think this is going to be – a very close, high-scoring game, though. The Broncos, of course, lost Von Miller. Potentially for the season, we don't know yet. But that's absolutely their captain, their leader on defense. We'll see how that affects them. Obviously, you mentioned Derrick Henry just going to bull through any defense. The Broncos with their receiving core. It's honestly all about if Drew Locke can get the ball to them. So with the NFL season wrapping up, we got baseball in full swing. The postseason coming about. You got the surprise Baltimore Orioles playing the Yankees tomorrow in the doubleheader. So what do you think about that? What do you think about the Orioles potentially being in the postseason in a season that no one thought they would be even close? It's so weird. The Orioles are such a streaky team right now. You One day you look at them and they is putting up eight runs without a problem. Next day, you look at them and they're making the dumbest errors you've ever seen possible. It's, it is a very crazy year, but if you would have told me this late in the season that the Orioles would be a half game back, I would probably would have just called you crazy. That was The fact they're even in the playoff race this late in the season is a win in itself, but the Orioles have a lot of young guys right now with Ryan Mountcastle, DJ Store. These guys are just tearing the cover off the baseball the last week and the Yankees right now are just struggling so much and I still would not understand how they're losing so many baseball games that that team is not just with the money they've invested but even their prospects they have Clint Frazier up there right now and that guy he's a beast I just don't understand physically how they are in the A seed but you know I feel like Besides that, I think you could have seen seen uh, the rankings right now and kind of just see that A's are legit. They didn't start off so so good, but they have been hot for a while, and that is the reason they are the number one team in the AL. But you know that AL East is so tough. You know you got three solid teams right now technically, and the Red Sox being. You know, the worst team in baseball, but <laughs> with the other three, those guys are all coming for you. And 
surprisingly, we've got three solid teams right now. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. You got the Rays and the A's in first place. The absolute lowest salary cap in all of baseball. That's just kind of crazy to me. You got guys on the A's, like, say, Chad Pender, Robbie Grossman, Ramon Laureano, along with their pitching staff. Then you got the Rays. They've showed potential. Their pitching staff is unbelievable. So if you had to pick two teams from the AL, who would you choose to make the ALCS? (sighs) You know, it's weird. I kind of – I like the Rays a lot here. Their pitching staff is – just so good but even with the Yankees the Yankees offense I, I could see them still getting a low seed and making the ALCS which is just so weird because they still are just not even playing up to their potential but I think I have to go with the proven right now I think I'm gonna go Rays are in the ALCS but um, I'm liking the White Sox too actually over the A's I don't, I don't know why I think the White Sox White Sox are able to pull it off. I like them a lot this year. That is, those guys have just been killing the ball lately, and they got good starting pitchers. You know, they're finally starting to maybe get out of that rebuild and start transitioning into you know playing some winning baseball. Yeah, I love it because the White Sox for years they were regarded as the trash team of the AL Central. weren't good. They were in last place. But now they're going back with Luis Robert, signed Edwin Encarnacion. They got all these guys. The only thing that kind of deters me from them is their starting pitching. They got Dylan Cease. They got Gio Gonzalez. I mean, after that, it's... I mean, they got Dallas Keuchel. But after that, it's not much. So their hitting really has to be perfect in order to score as many runs as the opponent. Very much. I think the AL is more of a. I think the AL can be a big toss-up because I st- I still think the I think the NL is where the World Series champions coming out of this year. Yeah. So let's move to the NL. So you got the Dodgers, you got the Braves, you got the Cubs, Padres, and Phillies in the top five. Moving down from that, any surprising teams such as the Cardinals, Giants, and we got the Marlins in there that maybe could make a run. I think the Marlins are easily the biggest surprise in that league. Did you see yesterday's game, though? They lost 29-9. to Yeah, that was just crazy, especially to just putting up 29 runs is just, you know, that's just embarrassing. <laughs> it is. Yeah, these are professional athletes, 29 to nine. Yeah, but if we're talking about surprising, I'm going to have to go with the Giants. Like, their starting pitching is pretty much non-existent. Of course, we're Oriole fans. Kevin Gossman has actually lit up in the mound, uh, just striking guys out all over. You got Mike, Mike Yastrzemski. They just cut Pablo Sandoval today. But their lineup is producing runs, and they're in the seventh seed in the NL over some big hitting teams like, say, the Rockies, Brewers, Reds. When looking at the NL postseason, it's just, I feel like any, I, th- I think the Dodgers take it, but I could easily see. I'm not. A, I'm not very. The Cubs are a good team, but I think record without the record, I think the Dodgers, Braves, and the Padres. I think one of those three teams is coming out out this year with the World Series. Yeah, so let's talk about the Padres for a little bit. How about them? Yeah, so they had the number one farm system in baseball, and they made a they had a huge deadline this year. 
especially like 10 players yeah and they didn't they didn't even gut their farm system at all i think they traded i think they traded taylor Tramel, one of their top prospects and it didn't even affect them i think they're still a top three farm system in baseball and they got machado they got tattis uh got clevenger to help shore up the rotation that wasn't even a question mark but hey they're all in this year and i'm excited for the future of the padres yeah i think in a seven game series in the alds padres dodgers i don't see why you couldn't take the padres like as you mentioned tatis you got machado will myers just what do they call it slam diego (laughs) (laughs) they seem to hit one every single game and then you got Dilson LeMay, as you mentioned, Mike Clevenger. Just all these guys who are really gritty guys and can really get it done, especially with the Dodgers, who have proven they're a good team, but they can't get it done. Yeah, that's that's been the biggest issue, especially, you know, you get that everybody giving Kershaw saying he's not showing, you know, this guy's an insane regular season pitcher, but once that postseason shows up, he just, you know, he's throwing throwing up goose eggs out there. Just nothing's happening for him, you know. You just can't put it together in the postseason, but this team around him is probably the best team he's had around him his entire career. The Dodgers are easily, I think it's, I still think it's theirs to lose, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Braves or Padres were to sneak into the uh, World Series this year in place of them, I think anybody else besides the three would actually be a huge surprise to me. Yeah, maybe just one last team I want to talk about, and that's the Washington Nationals. The former champs last year, 16-25, and 25, second or third to last place. What's going on with them? Yes, I've said a lot. You know, you got you – got, it's not like they – they're, they got Max Scherzer out there throwing out. They got Steven Strasburg, Juan Soto, Anthony Rendon was a huge loss. He that guy's that guy could just hit. But even when you go out there with what they got, they should not be third the third worst team in the NL. I don't understand what's going on. Maybe it's just a bad luck thing because they were expected to kind of compete again this year, bringing back mostly everybody except for Rendon. Um, maybe the loss of Ryan Zimmerman opting out this year, maybe that hurt the team a little in terms of maybe, you know, having like an on-field captain or even off-the-field captain them around in this tough times and people just don't know what to do just because of COVID, you know. These guys, they have so many restrictions in place, and you, but you still want to be able to get work in. So I don't know what's going on there, but at this rate, they're on their way to a nice high draft pick. Yeah, and one last team. You, you don't have to comment on it, but I just looked at the Cincinnati Reds, only one position higher than the Nationals. I just saw them coming into the season as a real surprise team, but they're really pooping the bed just like Odell. They have Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray, Lorenzen was supposed to be good, DiSlafani, he was supposed to be good, along with the hitters like Castellanos, who they just picked up. That's just really a surprise to me. It's going to be, you know, we're going to see a lot of surprise teams, not just in the MLB, but I think the NFL, we're going to see some surprise teams too, especially with this expanded playoffs in the MLB. You know, you're getting in, you're getting in the top two teams out of every division plus a wild card. These are, you know, there's, what's that, like three or four extra teams that aren't usually in or making it this year, you know, add some more baseball games, add some unexpected, you know, we, we're going to get some upset. All right, well, that's it for us today. Until next time, I'm Ari Ezra. And I'm Justin Cotter. And this has been Ezra and Cotter Sports Talk.